You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over king. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, your host of House of Cards. We have an unusual show for you today, a guest who is so interesting that we have a double segment, just him, as the guest for today's show. A fascinating, multifaceted guy. His name is Damon Schulenberger. He's an author. He's written a book, A Very Dark Game, Inside Poker's $1 million Tournament. He's on working on a novel. He's also participated in uh, an incredible poker experience that we are going to talk about at length. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'll let him tell you. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. Attention, poker players. Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone and tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works really well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere. An airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra-long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Each year, poker players from around the world compete at the World Series of Poker to claim the title of being the best there is. And now you can bring the big game home with WSOP.com. Experience the thrill and excitement of the World Series of Poker on your computer, tablet, or mobile device. Play against the pros or find yourself pursuing poker's ultimate prize, the coveted WSOP.com bracelet. You can access WSOP.com anywhere in New Jersey. And now, not only can you get up to a $400 deposit bonus, WSOP.com will give you seven free tickets to play in their Welcome Week free roll tournaments. Play as many days as you want during your first week online for your chance to win some real cash. So sign up today and take advantage of the first deposit bonus and those Welcome Week free rolls. There's even a whole schedule of events where you can qualify for this year's World Series of Poker. Head on over to WSOP.com backslash HOC to sign up and make your first deposit today. That's WSOP.com backslash HOC. You're listening to the House of Cards. The way I see it, poker's like some kind of cosmic metaphor. It's like even though the cards fall in a random order that you can't possibly predict, you can still beat them. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, and we are 
about to talk to a fascinating guy, really an interesting background. He's not just an author, though he is the author of a very dark game inside poker's $1 million tournament, but he's also a participant in what I am reading was the longest ever continuous poker tournament. So before I go into his background anymore, we'll introduce him. His name is Damon Schulenberger. Damon, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Great. I'm uh, relaxing and comfortable downtown Las Vegas by the poolside. Poolside where? Which are you staying at the Rio? Well, no, I'm staying uh, off of Fremont. I've uh, stayed on the strip before, and I thought I'd get a little of the local color. I'm kind of thinking about my next novel. So uh, downtown Vegas uh, comes in there. At well, where are you? St- are you staying at the Golden Nugget? Are you staying at the D? Are you staying at the Four Queens? Are you staying at Binion's? Where are you staying? Well, this time, very interestingly, rather than, um, you know, stay in a, a rather antiseptic hotel environment, I slipped back into my old habit of staying at the hostels in my favorite locales where you can meet people, have random discussions, and get a really good sense of the local flavor. So I'm at the Las Vegas Hostel. And it's the Cat? Awesome... Isn't that called The Cat or something like no, that? It's, it's not the one that was made famous in The Hangover. Oh, okay. uh, That is... Uh, a different one. This one is kind of on Fremont Street, right where it gets a little sketchy, so it's super interesting. Damon, I'm and, sorry. Uh, I don't buy it. I do not buy it for a minute. If you're staying in a hostel, it's not for the yeah. local color. It's because it's cheap as hell. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, it is $20 a night. But, uh, <laughs> I, I was staying um, for a couple months before that uh, up in uh, across from the Hard Rock, and I had a place there, and it I just found that, uh, you know, I don't have a car because I travel a lot and often overseas. And I like places where I can walk. And uh, and that place was nice, but it was so like, you know, without a car, there was nowhere to go or nowhere to be. Here I, I am here. There are random people having conversations, and uh, it makes me feel younger in a way. Well, I, I'm, I'm so, sorry. Uh, I don't buy it, brother, because it's the – you're there – just for the listeners who may not know the date of this taping, it's the yeah. – Final table two days in Las Vegas, and if you are a poker enthusiast, as I can tell from your resume, which you're going to share with our listeners shortly, that you are, you are going to make your way down to the Rio, aren't you, to watch the goings-on at least part of the time? That's right. I'm going to walk down to the Heart Attack Burger uh, on Fremont, take the deuce, and uh, get off at Caesars and walk across the bridge to the Rio. You're Um, going to take a bus? You didn't rent a car? Absolutely. Well, you know, I rent a car when I need it. I was just up in Tahoe for a week, uh, and I rented a car then, and that was wonderful. I love driving through the desert, checking out these little, you know, UFO sites and old mining towns, and uh, that's that. But uh, All right. Brother, well, tell our uh, listeners who, what your background yeah. is, how you got into poker, and the interesting things that you've done along the way to here. Yeah. So uh, I got into poker probably uh, after teaching English in Japan for five years. About uh, 2006 or seven, I came back to the States and uh, somehow downloaded Full Tilt by accident, basically. I had no idea poker was big when I came back to the States, and uh, I got hooked very, very quickly. And uh, I got pretty good at tournaments uh, online, and uh, I lost it all at the cash tables online, so... That was, to make a long story short, I had a kind of mediocre career as an online player. Uh, But uh, when Black Friday hit, I uh, quit playing online, of course, and I uh, moved to the Philippines uh, for a year. Don't tell me you were a a shovel fighter. No, no, a professional wrestler. No, what did you do in the Philippines? uh, I bred cocks. Cocks for fighting. Uh, no, I, I actually, <laughs> actually, I lived on the beach, believe it or not. Uh, there's over 7,000 islands in the Philippines, and they're just spectacularly beautiful. You know, you imagine uh, Waikiki or Hawaii before they built a lot of concrete there, and, you know, you have these native-style uh, Nipa huts. Uh, you have uh, this wonderful food uh, from local, you know, uh, d- delicacies, uh, such as balut, which is a... Well, it's an egg with the embryo still in it, but uh, yeah, it's all good. Wow! So you 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 moved to the Philippines to live on these wonderful unspoiled beaches and eat fertilized eggs, and then what happened? Well, uh, around about last year, about December, I uh, 
I always play the APT events. It's the Asian Poker Tour. And one of the owners is the Hong Kong Tom Hall, who you might know as one of the one-drop participants this year. And he's uh, always he's been in the big game for many years. And uh, so so the APT is a very legit uh, poker tour, but it's not super big like the APPT, which is Poker Star Sponsored. But they do a very good job of it. And uh, uh, the guy, Lloyd Fontanellis, he used to play uh be a manager at Bay 101 in San Jose. So, What's his name again? Um, Lloyd Fontanellis, I think. Uh, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but uh, okay. Uh, but he's an American, uh, you know, Phil M. So he uh, went back to the Philippines as an entrepreneur and got involved in uh, tournament directing. And he's a very dynamic guy. And uh, so I, I saw this thing on the uh, event schedule called the Iron Man, and it was at the Resorts World. Uh, in uh, Manila, it's a uh, basically a big uh, four or five star uh, casino hotel complex. They have a Marriott there. It's right by the airport. Uh, they get a lot of people from uh, Singapore, Korea, you name it. And uh, so it's a, it's a very kind of luxur- more luxurious setting than uh, many of the casinos in Vegas. I would say it's uh, it has a good vibe. And uh, they're having this tournament called Ironman. So I said, what the what the heck, you know? I'll, Give it a try. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back. My Golden Retriever Sundance is a lot more playful now. She has more pep and energy than I've seen in years. Tons of energy. Petey is having fun again. He's got a shiny coat and a good healthy weight. Molly's been having four scoops a day. She pushes her little bowl all the way across the room, emptying every last single crumb. She has slimmed down and gotten this puppy look. She's got life, she's got energy, she's got stuff to give. We get asked all the time when we're at shows, how do you get your dog so healthy and shiny and glossy? D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Family will be on Dynavite for the rest of his life. Just feed your dog right. Use Dynavite. If it's working, don't quit. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. I-N-O-V-I-T-E This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. The ambassador of poker. Join us online at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And for listeners who just tuned in, we're talking with Damon Schulenberger, the author of A Very Dark Game, Inside Poker's $1 million tournament. You're taking us to the Philippines, to Manila, to a luxury resort yeah. hotel, uh, which, of course, you didn't stay at. You stayed at a uh, youth hostel or a hostel, and you, but you played yeah. in this Ironman competition. Tell me about that. I arrive there uh, like about 9 p.m., and they're just starting. They're maybe 20 minutes into the tournament. I pay my 700 bucks. I get to the table, and they give me an amazing, unbelievable pile of chips, 100,000 to be exact. 100,000? Yeah. And so I try to figure out what's going on, and I realize that the blinds are at 2525. <laughs> You're going to be there a while. Yeah, we're halfway through an hour-long first level, so we're going to be there a while. Um, but what are the rules think, of an Ironman that, other than it's incredibly yeah. deep and long structure, what makes it yeah. different from a regular tournament? Well, the, the, the basic rule is that, and the, uh, I should say that the Guinness Book of World Records crew was on hand with witness signs to make sure that we adhered strictly to them uh, because this was uh, to attempt a Guinness Book of World Records. Um, and the rule is that you just never stop dealing. It's very simple. 
So uh, the, the play never stops. You never have a break. Uh, which does not mean that you cannot take a break or uh, take right. a nap. But it's on like. you. It's you. You run it's the risk you. of not getting a hand and not playing a hand and posting a blind yeah. while you're gone. And uh, but okay, that's not and, really uh, so drastic. Yeah, and I noticed uh, after about 24 hours, uh, a fair number of players uh, did take significant naps, like uh, probably two or three hours at a time. Well, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I understand $100,000. I understand hour blinds. I understand it started at twenty-five, twenty-five. So how long is this tournament without a break? Uh, well, I lasted for 49 hours, and I did not take a nap or a break, unlike 99% of the players, because I was just having too much fun. I mean, if you're a true poker player and you love poker, being given 100000 in chips and a structure that is uh, exactly the same as the main event is like poker heaven. I mean, you, you don't get that chance more than, I mean, that's the only time it's ever been attempted, actually. So I was just having so much fun. Uh, the blinds never came into play. So there was just a lot of strategy, a lot of, uh, you know, feeling out, a lot of, you know, winning pots and uh, Using the full arsenal of what what I had learned in the in the live poker sphere. Any and, uh, uh, did you see any I found six the hero betting within me? You know? <laughs> so how did you do? You you lasted forty uh, some odd hours, but did you make the money? I I did. I I, I won the damn thing. I'm in the, the Guinness Book, man. You uh, won the tournament. But, yeah. Let me let me tell you the last hand too, because you're. I mean, you're. No 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 no. Don't go right to the last hand. I want to hear about. How long did it take for you to get? How many entrants were there, and how long did it take to get to the final table? And then what happened? Well, there were 120 entrants, um, and it took about uh, 30 about 30 hours to get to the final table. And it was an interesting tournament. Um, I uh, the first the first night uh, really uh, I played fairly conservatively. I picked my spots, but I did. Uh, I did have a lucky hand where I had ace-jack um, against a guy. Um, we both flop an ace. He has ace-king, uh, and I rivered a jack, and I pushed all in for, like, 60,000 chips, and he, he called. He snapped called. <laughs> I, guess, I guess he was tired. Uh, so that really was actually the instigator of uh, me having a comfortable stack. And then um, as the morning progressed, the next morning, Saturday morning, I, I picked off a lot of players who were just very cranky. You know, they... Uh, we're not used to going all night without sleep. I'm not either, but uh, I'm an endurance writer, so I, I have the capacity to just pump out writing, uh, you know, for money. And uh, and I love poker, so I, I kind of put those two together and said, I'm just going to do mind over matter. And uh, so so the funny thing is, we get to uh, we get to the um, the bubble with I think 18 players got paid, right? Right. And I have a decent stack, but I'm probably middle of the road uh, at that point. And uh, it takes two, ordering on three hours for the bubble to pop. And that was a godsend because between every hand when you're waiting for the other table hand-to-hand action to finish, you just take a quick cat nap at the table. So uh, everyone's heads went down on the table immediately once, uh, you know, our play at our table finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, can you tell me some... Uh, special strategies for dealing with people who are absolutely dead out exhausted. Well, yeah, the thing is, I was I was dead out exhausted too. But uh, the thing I always I told myself, and uh, it's just no matter how tired you are, they're equally tired, if not more. Um, and a basic key is just uh, play your best game, just how you play in a normal thing. Have patience. Um, look for opportunities and, uh, you know, take advantage of players uh, who are uh, likely to be shoving light because they want to get the hell out of there. <laughs> I see. Well, that's actually very good advice so that yeah. you think that some me, people uh, just to leave would be shoveling. So now we're up to the final table of the last hand. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. But before I get there, uh, let me briefly get you through the, the final two tables because good. the good, table good, good, I good. was on. Yep. But the but the other table, there was a guy from Singapore, a young guy. I played against him. He's good. But he apparently had a flight to catch or something. So he would push all in for about half an hour straight. And he knocked out five players with, like, hands. And they all had premium hands before he himself busted out. So that really expedited things. Uh, so anyway, we get to the final table. I've been uh, on and off hallucinating for the past, uh, you know, four or five hours. 
And you really um, do hallucinate. I mean, I've played chess for oh, yeah. forty-eight hours, and you really do yeah. hallucinate, don't you? Do you remember any of the? I know you're in the middle of the that part of the story, but do yeah. you remember any of the kind of hallucinogenic things that happened? Yes, I do. In fact, uh, I mean, uh, th- the thing I remember uh, there were two moments. One was when I caught myself looking at the felt, and the patterns on the felt came out me in 3D and seemed to snap at me. It was like an angry dragon or something. It was a very odd uh, thing. And I, I really had to blink a few times and to make them go away. Um, and then the second one was where I asked the dealer, which direction are the cards going? <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very and then there good. was just this moment. Uh, they had set up the final table. Uh, we were at the final table. We break the, you know, at the 007 martini bar in the middle of the elegant kind of main lounge of the casino and there's like stacks of uh you know glass and mirrors and it's a very elegant setting and uh you know and here i am and i've started to smell because you're playing poker you're in some very nervous situations at times you know and if you don't if you go without uh bathing for a day or two you know all that adrenaline all that sweat kind of builds up and i'm i'm thinking to myself I feel like a complete homeless guy. What am I doing here <laughs> with like five players left? Why are they allowing me to continue? It was a, it was a beyond surreal experience. Uh, but we did break the record. They threw out the confetti. They had the very gorgeous Asian poker girls there who were, uh, you know, clicking champagne while we continued grinding because we just were not allowed to take a break. So we finally, when we got done about four players, I, I, I said, hey, guys, uh, look, we're going to be here for another two hours. The blinds have not come into play in a long time. Um, uh, if we don't do something, we're just going to be here forever. So we agreed to do a little overlay on the blind voluntarily and uh, pick, pick things up and uh, move along. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after a quick break. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly... It's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Each year, poker players from around the world compete at the World Series of Poker to claim the title of being the best there is. And now you can bring the big game home with WSOP.com. Experience the thrill and excitement of the World Series of Poker on your computer, tablet, or mobile device. 
play against the pros, or find yourself pursuing poker's ultimate prize, the coveted WSOP.com bracelet. You can access WSOP.com anywhere in New Jersey. And now, not only can you get up to a $400 deposit bonus, WSOP.com will give you seven free tickets to play in their Welcome Week free roll tournaments. Play as many days as you want during your first week online for your chance to win some real cash. So sign up today and take advantage of the first deposit bonus and those welcome week free rolls. There's even a whole schedule of events where you can qualify for this year's World Series of Poker. Head on over to WSOP.com backslash HOC to sign up and make your first deposit today. That's WSOP.com backslash HOC. Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize. Tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast. Do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The N-E-G-N, T-H-E-N-E-G-N dot com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource for complete casino and poker news. Hey, this is Dave Shuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards Gaming Report for the week of July 6, 2015. Well, if you're good at Xbox or PlayStation, you may be able to make some big money in Las Vegas in the near future. Nevada gaming regulators are drafting rules for skill-based games that they hope to have the Nevada Gaming Commission approve this fall. The new games will be arcade-style, such as driving a virtual race car around the track and blasting aliens out of the sky. ESPN is reporting that pro golfer Phil Mickelson could be linked to an illegal sports betting ring. In court documents obtained by ESPN, nearly $3 million that was transferred to an intermediary from Mickelson was allegedly part of an illegal gambling operation used to place bets on sporting events. Mickelson has not been charged with a crime and is currently not under federal investigation. Mickelson is one of the PGA's wealthiest golfers and is a five-time major winner. And finally, the new Atlantic City School District State Monitor Gary McCartney was a bit startled when he received a huge bill from the Trump Taj Mahal Casino. The district usually holds its graduations in Boardwalk Hall, but due to construction, had to find another place. And apparently, the Trump Taj Mahal Casino was it. What was even more startling was the price of the event. The Taj charged the district $11,000. Probably the first time some of those kids have been in a casino. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards. The weather is getting nicer, so grab your tablet or your cell phone and bring nj.partypoker.com with you. Why would you want to go to Atlantic City or Pennsylvania, pay for gas, pay for parking, fight the crowds, when you can play the same games at home or wherever you are? If you're 21 and in New Jersey, go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up using the promo code HOC. Start playing and start winning some cash. It's that easy. Go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up today with promo code HOC. You're listening to the House of Cards. People act like poker's a new game. It ain't. Same game it's always been. Zeros are different. Let's play some cards. 
Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. By the way, listeners, we're talking to Damon Schulenberger, who has set the world's record, the Guinness Book of World Record, for the longest tournament, legitimate tournament, Ironman competition. Um, you made kind of like a backroom deal to expedite your aggression, or how did that work? It wasn't backroom at all. In fact, we, we wanted to make sure that we did not interfere with the legitimacy of the world record, which we had set. Uh, so we, we asked the tournament director, what do you suggest? And he came up with this idea that if we voluntarily agreed to raise the blind by, you know, double the blinds or triple the blinds or something like that, or what it wasn't actually the blinds, but what kind of bet you could come in with uh, and what you would have to come in with to raise is what we agreed on. And oh, I, see. Uh, we, I think it, it, it essentially it basically tripled the structure. So it got to a point where the, the, the sort of de facto uh, blinds which we came up with, and this may be the first time it's ever happened because there's never been a situation in tournament poker where the stacks were so sick that it could have gone on forever. I mean, um, someone after actually told me, and I kind of researched it, and I, I learned that it was, in fact, true, that this structure, in a weird way, mimicked the big game in Macau, you know, the one where the chairman says, you know, you have to play for 24 hours or longer, uh, or won't, we won't invite you back. Um, you know, there's $20 million on the table, and so unless you're stuck for, like, 1.5 mil, uh, you can't leave, you know, for, like, 24 hours. And the players apparently often play for three or four days straight because the action's just so good when, the you know, the businessmen are in. Uh, so, so that's kind of my, uh, my that was kind of my aha moment, and I thought not only was this the deep, the, the longest continuous uh, tournament, but it was also the deepest structured tournament of its uh, type. So, its after you did that, and you had this expedited uh, yeah. raising structure that you voluntarily agreed to put into place, how much longer was it before your final hand? Well, it, it did pick up, uh, but unfortunately in the wrong way. I actually got whittled down to a smallish stack, and I, and then the German guy went off for a, uh, a two-hour nap or something. So uh, there were two Korean guys at the table, and they were kind of trading chips, as they should, against the small stack. And so I said, look, guys, uh, the German guy left. This is no longer a part of the deal. He's just kind of, you know, hoping to ease into the money and get, get some rest in the process. So I, I, we went back to the original structure. I said, I've got a nuclear option, and I pushed all in a couple times, doubled up. And, uh, and somehow the activity just naturally, even though we never, ever put the overlay on again, it somehow picked up because people were just extremely tired. They wanted to be out. I wanted to be out. We all did. I mean, let's face it. And yet there was something so exhilarating about, you know, pushing the boundaries of what, what is possible in poker. It's never been done before. So it was very, very exciting. Um, and uh, just to put it briefly, okay, so we get to heads up. I'm up against the, the Korean gentleman in his aviator uh, bomber jacket and aviator glasses. And uh, he's been really wild and crazy. But I, 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 I've been treating him really nice because I want to play against the predictable uh, crazy guy. And uh, eventually, uh, I have about 15% more, more chips than him, I would say. And he says, I can't take it anymore. I've got a flight tomorrow on Monday. It's now Sunday night, by the way. Uh, and I'm pushing all in every hand from here on out. And I think that's also unprecedented for a heads-up match where they don't allow any deals. <clears throat> so what happened? Well, he pushed in the next hand. And uh, I woke up with King Jack. And uh, he turned over 3-4, and the flop came 3-4 or something. <laughs> and so <laughs> he had all my chips. <laughs> so I've, I've got 15% of, uh, you know, my stack. I've still got more than 50 big blinds. So, you know, I pick my spots. I get I win the next uh, three all-in. Does he I keep do. shoving? He, he keeps on shoving. I mean, if I was him, I would have stopped shoving at that point and, like, you know, pick me off but he you know he he's a man of his word and i i respect that so i did i did win the darn thing and it was you know it's like hallucinate hallucinatory and it it reminds me of you know this fondiari's description of winning the 2012 one drop where he was just out of his body you know it was like it was so surreal except the point is that i was out of my body because i was so damn tired 
How much money are we talking about? What was the difference between first and second place? Well, I mean, you know, it wasn't a a super huge tournament. And uh, covering the WSOP this summer, I became kind of a nerd to these huge, uh, you know, prize pools. But for me, it was life-changing money of a sort. Uh, You know, it was 18,000, I think, for first and like a little less than 12 for second. So So that's life-changing money for you? Well, I mean, it changed my life because I won the darn, you know, Guinness Book, and it gave me confidence to to become the person I am. Well, I, I can see that the experience was life-changing, but you said yeah. life-changing money. Now, that would mean that the rest of your life is similar to staying in a hostel, that you have a very, very, very kind of a low-cost existence. Is that true? Yeah. Well, that that is true, actually. Um, I've... Uh, you know, I'm I'm a dedicated writer, and uh, I did grad school in international relations. I did an internship in D.C., and it was the height of the, you know, the Great Recession. And I just the government jobs were being cut at the time, so I I did a 360. I became a digital nomad, as they call it, uh, writing freelance uh, internet marketing articles for companies and uh, and working on my novel, which has actually just picked up an agent. Uh, a month ago, so I'm really excited about that. Well, before we go, we have a few minutes left. Tell us about yeah. your most recent book, A Very Dark Game, Inside Poker's $1 million Tournament. Yeah. So I conceived of this during the WSOP. I was uh, I was kind of covering the events as a volunteer blogging for On Tilt Radio. Uh, I just got that through a friend I happened to meet, meet on the bus, uh, who Nathan Dowland, who... Uh, Kind of does it, and he got me a media pass, and I. Nolan Dowland. I just love. Not Nolan Dowland, no. Oh, who? Nathan Nathan Dowland. Nathan Uh, Dowland. Okay. He's a local grinder. He's a real. uh, He's a real grinder. Um, He's a good guy. Okay. And a very humble guy, Uh, and he plays a lot of low stakes uh, poker tournaments in Vegas, and he does quite well at them, actually. in any case, I started covering these events and uh, putting up a blog at wsop14.blogspot.com and, uh, you know, just writing about the different tournaments. It was wonderful because I'm, you know, sitting, standing right right over the, you know, the shoulder of, you know, some of the greatest players in the world, J.C. Tran, George Danzer, um, Davidi Kitai, Daniel Coleman, actually, come to think of it. I covered him in the... Um, the heads up ten thousand dollar where he got fourth place and got uh, felted by Soriano, uh, who went on to win that. So tell and, us about uh, the book. So what did you do? I wrote this. I, I conceived of this book because I uh, got into the one drop event. I uh, took photos. I learned about the players, and uh, and then I thought, you know, with Dan, Dan Coleman not talking to the media, calling poker a very dark game. Um, and then me having covered him a week before, and uh, I think I described him as an entitled frat boy, and he didn't take uh, well to that, and he sent me a long letter. I may have been uh, inadvertently responsible for him not speaking to the media. I may have been the last media member he did speak to. and uh, But I also thought he was a, an interesting character uh, among uh, a legion of interesting characters in that event. There was Phil Ivey, Daniel Negrano. Uh, Ike Haxton, Vanessa Selps, uh, some of the Macau players, and some who didn't play for various reasons, which I get into the book, uh, very dark reasons. So uh, it all came together as kind of a, you know, a brainstorm and an inspiration of uh, a new type of book that could uh, capture the public interest. So our listeners are wondering, okay, so this interesting guy, Damon Schulenberger, just wrote this interesting book. How do people get it? Well, it's not out yet. Um, I'm uh, working with uh, a team of uh, friends. <laughs> uh, we're working on a kind of getting it out as an e-pub book uh, by uh, shortly before Christmas, basically. Um, kind of uh, timed maybe to the Alpha 8 event, which will be in uh, Vegas from the 18th to the 20th. Which what is that? What is the roller. Alpha? What's the Alpha 8 event? Yeah, that's uh, that's the super high roller event. Uh, the Bellagio that they're going to have in December. And so a lot a lot of the people who played in the One Drop should be there. So I, I'd like to go and uh, hang out and cover that and uh, integrate, you know, any conversations I have, uh, you know, with some of the players into the book uh, at the last moment, just to make it a super timely and interesting book for readers. 
We just want the very latest on what's going on. I had the privilege of, uh, you know, talking with Brian Rast for three hours last week. It was a really interesting discussion. And uh, I found that, uh, yeah, people learn about the book. I, I get a lot of uh, interesting uh, discussions with people who know stuff. So it's really fascinating. Damon, give us, as a closing, give us one story from the book. One story? Oh, my God. I mean, uh, I, I I would just say the whole book is a story. It's a it's a, it's a series of different stories, uh, and it covers all different aspects of the players. Uh, there's a couple chapters on Coleman, uh, looking at Coleman through Bousquier, uh, Olivier Bousquier. Um, there's chapters on, uh, you know, Phil Ivey, and even I get into his uh, cartaging case, which I thought was interesting. Okay, fair enough. And this is not your novel, which is something separate, right? Yeah, that's that's a novel, and uh, I've got an agent for that, and we're going to start shopping that to some publishers next year. And uh, I've got a very reputable agent based in Marin, and uh, she loves the book, and you know they 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 want to sell it for big money, so let's do it. Good. Well, here's here's an invitation to you. We've loved having you on. There's a lot more meat, I think, around the bones of your life story, and I'd love to talk to you more when your book is out. When a very dark game comes out, come back on. Send me a copy. I'll read it, and then we can talk more specifically about the book. How about that? Sounds like a plan. All right, good. We've been talking to Damon Schulenberger, who is the author of A Very Dark Game, Inside Poker's $1 million tournament. He's also writing a novel that's being shopped around. He's had a lot of interesting experiences, and we hope to have you back on. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us, Damon. Listeners, we're going to be back after a quick break. Attention poker players! Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table, but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone or tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere an airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER, that's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. 
That's JerseyManMagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Previously on House of Cards. They were very rude, and um, they kicked me out. Really? They they kicked me out of... About a minute and a half later, two very large guys came up behind me as I was seated, and they said, Sir, you'll have to come with us. You've been asked to leave. House of Cards has secretly obtained the audio from this Las Vegas poker room. Here's the poker room manager's instructions to his staff upon seeing Ashley. I see you. I see you. You hit that in the face really f***ing hard. Sorry, man. Ow, ow, ow. House of Cards, spreading love wherever we go. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're joining us now for my favorite segment of the show, Mailbag, with my producer, Dave Weishattel. You know, I Dave. forgot all about that clip. What was that? Mandalay Bay, right? Mandalay Bay. It was bleeped the hell with out. They're not, they're not advertising with us, we can say. No, they're not advertising anymore. <laughs> uh, that's right. Mandalay Bay. I remember <laughs> it very well. I was with my friend Jim Hexter in uh, Mandalay at 2 a.m., and I was... Not drinking at all. I was perfectly sober, perfectly reasonable. And in spite of that, because I asked so many questions about rules and wanting to see the rule book, uh, the guy came over. He said, uh, do you want to talk to me outside? (laughs) And I said, no. He said, I said, do you want to talk to me outside? I said, no. And the next thing I knew, these two guys were escorted. (laughs) Did did they know you were a reporter? I mean, usually, don't you have your newspaper in the the, uh, thing? So uh, So what's up this uh, Well, you went went to a poker room, just spreading love and charity wherever you went. It was uh, New York, Poker for Life. Poker for Life. They run an incredible poker. It was at the tunnel by the sea or tunnel by the river. Uh, There seemed to be... A couple, 300 people, uh, high rollers. I got to meet Jimmy the Outlaw. Yeah, all right. Uh, I, I was going to ask you about that. Oh, that was great. He's a personality and a half. Okay, I got to ask you, did he do his singing act, his comedy act, or you just couldn't tell? <laughs> he didn't do I'm his, just joking. He did his personality. <laughs> oh, act. okay. He went around and shook hands and told people who he was and had photographs taken with him. He had one of his outlaw girls there. Uh, but basically, he was just a uh, a publicizing celebrity just personality, like, huh? and his music played. I mean, it, it was not identified oh, okay. uh, as such, but I heard it a number of times. Hit the ground running, okay, or hit the hand running, or whatever <laughs> so, it is. It was. I mean, I, 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 I assumed it. he was going to play live or something like that. Nope. No, he just walks around. He just wow. walks around, says hello to people. Just know, being Jimmy, huh? He acts <laughs> like an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> That's what he's like. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, going up to people. Very friendly, personable, really engaging. Uh, he remembered you, right? Not only did he, he remember oh. me, he made a beeline for me when he heard my name. Nice. And I made a beeline <laughs> for him, and he, he signed a lot of autographs. Oh, great. I mean, I don't. I, I I like the guy a lot. I like his music. I don't know how many people would see him and say, ooh, can I have your autograph? But he was there signing away and giving out promotional photographs of himself, okay. oh. um, giving out CDs. I got a couple of CDs. Oh, cool. Oh. And uh, he's he's quite the entertaining guy. So aside from Jimmy Lee, the uh, Jersey outlaw, how was the poker playing? Well, I didn't cash. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I got. Is busted. this a touchy subject right now? Not at all. No, I mean, look. Uh, it, it raised a ton of money. They had a silent auction. They charged 300 and some odd bucks for the tournament. Uh, the prizes were all donated. They raised something like one hundred dollars to $250,000 wow. for a charity. I don't remember what the charity was. It was the Nick Bonacani. Is it the Nick Bonacani Fund, Doug? Nick Bonacani Fund. The guys were great. So. It was a first-class event. They had, you know... Alcohol flowed freely. Um, they had great food. It was, uh, I think, catered by Tony or some well-known New York Italian caterer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the food was delicious. And uh, it was just what it was designed to be, a fun, not very serious uh, poker fundraising event. 
people all seemed to have a good time. There was a lot of drinking, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of exchanging information for people, you know, connecting. A lot of Wall Street types, Morgan Stanley. Oh, it was a lot of networking going on. A lot of networking, a lot of very well-dressed people that seemed well-heeled. I mean, rebuys were $250 or $350 for another. The blinds escalated very quickly. I don't think that there was anybody there who thought, I'm the best player in the room, I'm going to win. You might think I'm the best player in the room, but there was a lot of luck involved. I got busted out early. My friend got busted out not much later. Um, It was a lot of fun. I would recommend it to anybody that has a discretionary $350,000, I'm surprised. My brother told me that you drove down and drove back up. You didn't stay over or anything like that or? I didn't stay over or anything like that. No, nothing like that. No, No, I drove down. (laughs) Drove down. That's a three-hour drive for you. Now, the problem, no, it's a four-hour drive. Four-hour drive. The problem was not driving down and driving back in the same day. That's eight hours of driving. I've done many more hours. The problem was the event really didn't start until 7.30. Okay. So my concern was... And it wasn't going to be over if I were to win the event until 1, and then I'd be coming home <laughs> yeah. 5 and yeah, 6 in the morning. So in a way, and this was rationalization, I was lucky to have busted out so early that I got home at 2 a.m. But that'll have to do it for All this right. week's uh, episode. Please come back next week. More House of Cards then. Stay tuned. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.